Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is June the 27th, and our passage for today is Daniel chapter 4. What an unusual story. I believe one of the most unusual stories in all of the Word of God. In chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar dreams a second dream. And as normal, none of his astrologers, magicians, none of the Chaldeans whatsoever could interpret his dream. Now, between us, I think he should have fired them a long time ago because they never performed as advertised. And so, again, he brought in Daniel. And Daniel took this dream before God, and God gave him the answer. Now, the dream was unusual. This is what Nebuchadnezzar dreamed. He said, I was looking, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens, and it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and it was food for all. The beast of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all the flesh was fed from it. This was a magnificent tree, perhaps the greatest of all trees. I saw in the visions on my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven, and he cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Now, before we go any farther, I want to stop and deal with this word and this person, a watcher. This is only used, I think, three times in the Old Testament. The word watcher is the Hebrew word, one who is awakened or one who is awake. It's the idea of someone constantly being on alert. And this is a word that is translated watcher, and and it's the same concept as we find in the apocryphal book of Enoch, that is, the one who walked with God. Now, Enoch is not a biblical book, but it is quoted in the Bible, in the book of Jude, and referred to in Second Peter. It's actually quoted in the book of Jude. And so it is a book that deals with this concept of the watchers. The watchers were evidently an angelic class of angels. The purpose of this podcast is not to get into the watchers, but there is perhaps a podcast coming in the future that deals with the watchers. But all to say, this is a special emissary that was sent to give Nebuchadnezzar a warning. Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beast get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth. In other words, don't completely destroy it. It will be bound with a band of iron and bronze, and in the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with the dew of heaven, 
and let him graze. Now look at this, the personal pronouns change to masculine and let him graze with the beast on the grass of the earth and let his heart be changed from that of a man and let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times pass over him. Seven times could mean seven days, seven weeks, seven years, most likely seven years in this case, in my personal opinion. This decision is by decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. This entire dream had to do with Nebuchadnezzar. Let's listen to Daniel's interpretation. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, that's Daniel, declare its interpretation since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation. But you are able, for the spirit of the holy God is in you. Now remember, in chapter 2, Daniel had been promoted to the chief of the Chaldeans, that is, the Magi. And so Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time. That is, he spent some time alone, gazing and staring out into the heavens, and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, do not let this dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar answered and said, My Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you and its interpretation concern your enemies. Daniel knew what was coming. Verse 20. Then the tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves are lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, its fruit abundant, Food for all, under which the beast of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the heaven had their home. Listen to this. Verse 22, it is you, O king, who have grown and become strong, and your greatness has grown and reaches to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. Now, this is how powerful King Nebuchadnezzar was. He had a tremendous kingdom. As a matter of fact, he is looked upon in chapter 2 as a head of gold, the highest quality of all of the kingdoms that were mentioned in chapter 2. And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, you see, this gives us a clue as to the nature of this angelic being. Now, some would say as the Lord himself. I do not believe that. I believe it was a watcher, a holy one that was given a particular assignment by God coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beast of the field till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the most high God. In other words, God's already spoken it and uh, it has come upon the king. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you till you know, listen to this, till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. And inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you. After you come to know that heaven 
rules. Now, let me read that to you again. After you know that heaven rules. You see, Nebuchadnezzar was a pompous, arrogant man, like so many kings, but he was above that. He took credit for everything. He was the one that did everything, and God doesn't like that. He doesn't like it in a man. He doesn't like it in a woman. He doesn't like it in a ruler. He doesn't like it in a pauper. He said, therefore, O king, this is Daniel speaking to his friend, the king, let my advice be acceptable to you. And here is what he said, break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel said, King, my advice to you is you need to get right with God. My advice to you is you need to break off everything that is evil and wicked in your life, and you need to prove that by showing mercy to those around you, by being good to the poor, not dominant and domineering as you have been, and maybe, just maybe, God might have mercy on you and lengthen your days. Now, that was Daniel's last word to him. And all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of 12 months. He was walking about in the royal palace of Babylon and listened to what the king spoke. Is this not great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and uh, honor of my majesty? And while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you, exclamation point. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you. Listen to this. It will be that long before you will know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. That very hour. The word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like the oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. Now, this is amazing. And you have all kinds of people trying to give all of these psychological and psychiatric terms for what happened to him. I'll tell you what happened to him. God cursed him and said, I'll show you who's boss. I'll show you who's Lord. I'll show you who's God. And it's not you. You didn't build this kingdom. I gave it to you. You didn't deserve this. I gave it to you out of mercy and grace. And you thought you were something. I was using you as the rod of my anger against my people to chastise them and to do what I bid you to do. But you began to take it upon yourself, and you have in your heart said, I am the one who has done everything. Now, folks, this is dangerous. You see, pride really does go before a fall, but this is not ordinary pride. This is a man taking credit for what God has done. We've got to be careful about that because God will share his glory with no one, even a heathen king. You see, God does have the final say, and this should bring us great comfort. You see men of every stripe, of every political party across the world, in the West, in the East, you have dictators uh, rearing their fist and shaking it in the face of God. Let me just tell you, God will 
will have the final say. And by the way, this is a word of warning to any Republican or Democrat that begins to brag on themselves and say that their mighty hand has got them where they are. Let me tell you, God can turn you out of office just like he puts you in office. He can put you out to pasture. And I mean, just like Nebuchadnezzar, you can lose your mind. And all you have to do and look is see what's happening in Washington today and what happened before and what may happen again. God has the final say. Nobody is going to shake their fist in the face of God and have the last say. God will have the last say for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. This is what Nebuchadnezzar ended up saying. At the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. In other words, he had repentance in his heart, for his dominion, talking about God, is an everlasting dominion. Not Nebuchadnezzar's not singing his praises anymore. He's singing the praises of God in his kingdom. That is God's kingdom. It's from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reasoning, this is Nebuchadnezzar speaking. At the same time, my reasoning returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor, my splendor returned unto me and My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored. I was restored. My kingdom and excellent majesty was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice, and those who walk in pride. He is able to humble, to put down. God has the last say. Not some earthly potentate, king, or president, or prime minister. It is God himself. We must never forget this, because in our day when our nation is unstable, the West is unstable, the world is unstable, there is one who is stable, and there is a source of hope and truth that we have that is unshakable. It is the Bible, the Word of God. Did we not read in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.